Good evening, Commandos. Welcome to episode 10 of the very best podcast in all of Kanto. Good evening, Commandos. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I feel like we just redid the opening. I there. feel we did, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, how you doing? Hey, hey guys, guys, how, how you, you doing? doing? It's like some mirror dimension shit, man. Oh. Good job, Squigs. It's been a day. Has it? No. Oh. It's been a week. <laughs> Has it? Yes. All right. Work. Work sucked. That sucks. Yeah. I don't know, man. My uh, I had a big audit on Monday, but then it was I don't know. It was kind of a coasting week after that. That's nice. I didn't really do much afterwards. Man, I had my basic job. It wasn't like I just sat in my office and just like fucked off all week right. or something. We just we got slammed with admissions yesterday. We got uh, just a whole bunch of crazy craziness going on with people coming in and out. Well, at least you don't have to work on a Friday the thirteenth. This is true. You got that part going for you. I believe it's a full moon to, to add to it. Uh, it was a full moon this week. It's not a full moon tonight. Okay. We were talking about it earlier this week at work. <laughs> we, all, we always say it's three days before and three days after. So. Yeah, we had way. some issues. Uh, I guess they had some issues where I worked today. I had the day off, so I got some phone calls. And I'm actually still getting uh, text messages and phone calls, so. Wee! Woohoo! Keeping exciting. The joys of being a supervisor. I mean, I guess, you know, I better answer them. We do want to make safe, quality food, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Nah, man, it's been a minute since we fucking done one of these. Uh, yeah, it has, uh, and there's some good reasons behind that, too. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're good reasons. I was home for a couple of them. I mean, uh, let's see. Uh, we got a stomach bug that ripped through the fucking headquarters a couple weeks ago. And while I got sick, you got violently ill. Like, I, yep. I got sick. I, 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 I mean, I, I was throwing up. I had the diarrhea. You got violently ill. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it was violently ill. I mean, I had, you know... I had the fucking runs and I got sick. It's just I was uh unfortunately when I got sick, I was in the middle of Cleveland at a fucking football game. That you were. So when I'm shitting myself, it wasn't in the safety of my own house. I'm shitting myself in Brown Stadium in the fourth quarter of a Dolphins fucking blowout win. Well, the Browns blowout win of the Dolphins, but. And you walked out with brown pants. Oh my god, that fucking sucked. <laughs> so that was fun. That was a bad time. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I was out there with my buddy John, and oh my god, dude, I as I honestly, I wouldn't fucking blame him if he didn't talk to me again after that shit. Which he did. Better man. I mean, he's a good man for that. <clears throat> yeah, because we were gonna record that night, and I just I'm like, nope, because I wasn't. I was feeling rough the night before, but it wasn't like sick rough. It was just like I had a headache, and I just wanted to lay down. Right. And then that Sunday, I just oh my god, dude, the fucking floodgates open. I'm fucking puking. I'm shit, and I'm having a rough. Oh my god! Top five worst days of my life, right there. It's I, in there. I absolutely believe that. Yeah, and then the next week I broke my. Well, I didn't break it, but I have a high ankle sprain, so I fucked up my ankle pretty good. That you did. So we ended up in the. Yeah, we ended care. up at Stat Care. So I wasn't. We weren't able to record the next night we were going to record, which sucked because we actually had Sarge with us. He was going to get back in on the fun. Yeah, he was. So he's going to miss eight episodes, and we we're just going to slot him back in like nothing <laughs> happened. Because that's what we do sometimes. Yeah, oh my god, so that sucks. So actually, I still, I'm still having a rough go with this fucking ankle. I believe it. Oh, it hurts so bad. Uh, we were just walking around the Akron Zoo tonight, and like an idiot, I didn't wrap it or put a brace on. I'm like, well, you know, let's see. Let's see how we're doing. It's been a couple weeks. Let's uh, let's give it a test. And uh, yeah, I shouldn't have given it a test, man. I'm fucking regretting it a little Not bit. Not that test. I mean, a test is let me go a day or two at work without it. Not let me walk around. Well, I, work, the zoo. I walk around a factory all the time, so I thought maybe you know the zoo would be. I don't know, man. Well, I was off it all day. Like I said, I uh, I took the day off. Uh, it was a payday, so all I did was I paid some bills, and then that tuckered me out so much. I watched anime, which continued to tucker me out so much that I took like a three fucking hour nap on the couch this morning. <laughs> so that's. I mean, that was my day. I went to lunch with my mom. 
And then I met up with my wife and my in-laws, and we went to the zoo with Park to uh, check out the wild lights. That's cool. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I mean, not geeky at all, so I mean, I'm sure you guys really give a shit about what I'm doing with my family and my free time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like off-camera probably, or off-mic. Like, on-mic, it's like, hey, guys, this is what Rooster's doing with his family. Uh, I mean, I've had some weird adventures with my family recently. Uh, my kid shit on the carpet last night. That is a weird adventure. Yeah, it fucking sucked. So we're, um, after a bath, uh, him and Noel, they tend to, uh, they cuddle on the couch for a little bit. Like, he's naked and shivering, and he cuddles on the couch with his mom for a minute. Like, it's just whatever. Sure. I don't know. It's something toddlers do, I guess. And so they're cuddling on the couch, and he gets down, and we're like, okay, cool. It's time to go, you know, let's go put on a diaper, some PJs, let's go to bed. And he fucking pees in front of the couch. I'm like, God damn it, dude, what are you doing? So we're like, go to the bathroom. And he goes to the bathroom and he goes to his potty, but then he walks out of the bathroom and he squats and he fucking shits right in front of the bathroom door. <laughs> and he smiles at us. Like, and we're like, God, I shit. Because I, I mean, like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to yell at him because I'm like, well, he went to the potty, but then he came back out because we weren't fast enough to get to the potty because I'm fucking, I'm limping around still. And I don't know, Noel still, like, couldn't believe he just pissed in front of our couch. <laughs> like, she's trying to clean that up. <laughs> and he comes out. I didn't notice it. So, and he squats and he apparently shit either or that or he had a fucking <laughs> nug in there. And it fucking, it dropped in front of the closet in the hallway. So as I'm getting up and I'm walking to clean up this fucking, uh, the, the shit nugget that's in front of my bathroom door, I step in a second shit nugget. So now I'm trying to fucking hobble around. It's with my good foot. It's not my fucking oh, bad foot. of course it so is. So now I'm trying to fucking like limp around. Oh my God, dude. It was, oh, it was a fucking adventure. So parenting, man, it's it's hard, dude. So you you telling me you're gonna start a, a parenting blog about the adventures with Parker now? Uh, I mean, I've always wanted to do like a parenting thing as like a geek because I've always thought ever since he was born. I mean, we're definitely we're past this phase, but we, we I always thought about doing the dungeon. Yeah, crawler. I always thought dungeon crawler would be a really cool yeah. segment to do either on the channel or you know the fucking dead YouTube channel. It's, right. It still exists. It's there. You can go back and watch all the videos. Uh, or like do like a segment on this. I don't know. And it's still something I'd like to do. Like I'd love to podcast with him in a couple years when he talks. Other than they're just going like open and cookie and shit now. But he's starting to get sentences. Uh, he's not really getting sentences as much. He's stringing a couple words so, yeah, together. Yeah, small sentence. Like I would say maybe occasionally he gets a small sentence, but it's like I did it and shit like that. Like we've got Hulk smash, which is an exclamation, so that's fun. Yeah, we've been working on that because we've got the uh, we got the, uh, another fucking family thing. Sorry guys, it's the uh, the Bonikowski family hour apparently. So we've got the uh, Marvel Advent Calendar that I post on my channel. Sometimes put it on the Chrome Commando uh, channel. Every night, you know, you open up a uh, a different little mini funk, a uh, little mini Funko Pop, mm -hmm. and it's fun. Like it's been a really good time actually. I got to record one or two. I got to record one tonight without my family, so that sucks. So I'm putting him in that. And he's cute, and he's like open, and he's learning some characters. One of my favorite things right now is like I said. So uh, we have a Hulk, and he'll look up at me and he'll go Hulk. And I'm like, smash! <laughs> and then he just fucking giggles like a lunatic. So that's one of the things I really fucking love right now. Kind of like I just did. Yeah, man, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. All right, there we go. I think we're having some weird technical. Eh, fuck it. I think we're good. Nah, I don't know. We'll find out in the end, right? <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> but yeah, no, so like he's learning some characters. Uh, he opened up. We had, I think Black Panther was last night. So he opens it up. And Noel had no idea oh, who I it saw, was. I saw that with the with the Kate. Yeah, it was like it was Black classic. Panther. Well, that's the thing. Like, so like Venom, who came out in like 89, 90, I was like, all right. So there's like a normal looking Venom. Uh, Doctor Strange hasn't changed that fucking much, so no. it's like you can't really be like, oh, Doctor Strange. Unless you go with like the blue skin Doctor Strange that they had for a minute, but 
And, like, so it's, like, some of these characters, like, you can't really, like, oh, that's really different. Like, Daredevil, unless you do, like, yellow suit, it's like, oh, it's red suit Daredevil. But it's, like, everything else has really felt, like, Kirby-esque, like, fucking era heroes. Like, Loki's got, like, the full yellow jumpsuit and the fucking ponytail and shit. And so it's, like, open it up. Noelle wasn't used to seeing that for Black Panther. She's like, why has he got a cape? Because she wasn't sure. And, like, Parker was like, kitty. Like, he fucking, (laughs) he he knew it was Black Panther, which I loved. So that's my boy. I'm very proud of him so far. He knows Spider-Man. Oh, and I had a Miles Morales. So I'm yeah, like, that was... That so was, I'm like, are these fucking, like... Because at first I was like, oh, we're only going to get, like, 60s-era fucking characters. I'm like, that's cool. Like, I'm down with it. But now I'm like, who the fuck... Like, it's fucking anyone in the fucking, like, 50-some years of Marvel history. Right. And, they, I mean, there is some there is some strange picks going on in, in, in this Funko Pop thing that you're doing. And it's it's incredible. Like the Venom was a surprise because they didn't really have any Venom and Loki back to back was was kind of a surprise. Were they back to back? They were because it was villains back to back. Oh okay. I'm like I don't fucking I don't remember, dude. I'm doing them every fucking night. They've literally all blended. I just know Black Panther was last night and Iron Man was the first one. Mm-hmm. Like after that, if you're like, hey Chuck, figure it out. I'm like, fuck you, man. And I mean, I really enjoy doing it. We did um we did the Harry Potter one last year. I don't think there were a lot of villains if there were any villains in it last year. I think there was a Snape, which I consider a villain, but, I mean, obviously the fucking, I don't know, the, it's very divided on that, on right. if Snape is or is not a villain. He was not. No? Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, I got the box Shit. around the basement somewhere, uh, beyond the bar. I can grab him and show you all the 24 that we got, or 25 we got, but Voldy was not in it. Huh. So, Weird. I think Snape might have been the only one. Yeah, there wasn't a Bellatrix or anyone. You got a Thestral in it, too. Like, yeah, you got I got a Critter. Weird, you, got, you got some weird stuff in uh, it. Yeah, we got a Thestral. I think we got a Fox, the Phoenix. Yeah. So, we got, like, the horse dude, and we got a Phoenix. I think. Don't quote me on that. But, yeah, I was looking at it, because so, I was deciding between... Because after doing it last year, Noel and I were like, well, fucking course we're doing it again this year. But I couldn't decide if we wanted to do a Marvel or want to do the Harry Potter one. And I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Like, I love Harry Potter. And this year's, they were like, it's the Yule Ball. And I looked, and I was just like, man, I don't know if I'm that excited about Yule Ball. Like, I don't know what to do with these minis anyway. Like, Parker's playing with them right now, so I really like that. I can teach him, like, his superheroes that way a little bit. But, like, Yule Ball, Harry Potter, I was like, man, that's not a big draw for me. And I, right. But online, people are, like, fucking loving this shit. Like, this is what I fucking got today. And, I mean, I don't know. Is it just the advent calendar? Or if it's, like, maybe I'm missing something with Harry Potter, and, like, people love this fucking Yule love the Yule Ball more. I don't know. Speaking of Harry Potter, in all seriousness, what the fuck is with the Harry Potter resurgence? Uh, I, no real idea, man. I, I mean, I've seen it coming back. I just, no clue. So, like, last year, I remember they came out with a bunch of stuff, and they had, like, Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, all them, like, like they had, like, the kid versions of them. Right. You know, like, fucking, like, year one, year two kind of versions on all this packaging. And I'm like, all right, because I bought a couple mystery wands, which, by the way, if you haven't seen them, those mystery wands are pretty fucking cool. They're, like, 13 bucks you open it up and it's like one of like nine wands nice and they're pretty cool like uh, we got a Malfoy wand we got a Tonks wand which is really fucking cool Um, I wanted a Death Eater wand because it looked really fucking cool it had like spikes and shit on it it just looked really nifty nice but I didn't get one unfortunately but so it's like they got that and they got a season two out now or a version or like you know second edition now it's like nine different wands and they're I mean they're really cool but it's like there's so much Harry Potter shit out all of a sudden and to be to be fair as someone who was never that big into Harry Potter, like I, I like the, like the books, I like the movies, but I was never the the fanboy like a lot of people. Oh man, I was a pothead. I loved it. Exactly, I was never that guy. I, I saw it all the time. Like I, I was like, I just, I don't understand why it's, it's. So yeah, but I mean, like after the, the only thing I can guess is just the fact that like we hit the twentieth anniversary and they were just like fucking, we're just fucking hammering this shit home again. Because I felt 
I mean, definitely. I mean, there's always been Harry Potter merchandise. Like, I go to Books A Million, I can buy a Hufflepuff fucking binder anytime right. I wanted. I can get online, I can find fucking, like, my school robes, whatever. Even when, but, like, even, like, Cursed Child came out, and I was like, okay, cool, like, I can get some Harry Potter shit. But, like, I can fucking go to Walmart, I can buy fucking wands, I can buy fucking invisibility cloaks, sorting hats, like... But, it, yeah, those, I've seen that sorting hat. It looks fucking fantastic. It, it, it actually, like, talks to you, yeah. too. Like, it, yeah, it looks fucking fantastic. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can get all of this shit. Like, all of a sudden, Harry Potter just came back in a big, bad fucking way. And I just, I don't, I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm not sitting there like, fuck Harry Potter. I fucking hate it now. Because I do, I love Harry Potter. Like, I, right. I have great memories reading Harry Potter. I have amazing memories fucking, like, waiting in line for the Harry Potter fucking books to come out. They're the seventh one specifically. Uh, watching the movies. Like, I mean, I got great memories of all these fucking, of, like, Harry Potter. That was, I grew up with Harry Potter, which is something I love. Like, it started, like, as this kind of, it felt lighter. Even though looking back, I'm like, well, shit, if you drink the wrong potion, you're fucking dead, kids. Good luck. <laughs> Um, but it's like it felt really light at the beginning and then like it, it felt like it got rougher like it grew with us right and that so I really did yeah and so I really enjoyed Harry Potter like it was such a great fucking experience and so I'm not mad that Harry Potter's back like I'm happy that generated that kids are still enjoying Harry Potter well and it, it might be too because it's the 20th <laughs> gener- or 20th anniversary because 20 years ago we were 10 years old. Yeah, but we're we not. Were nine and ten years. But old what I'm now. saying is, like, they're not marketing that way. Like, what they're but doing is they're just coming out with like there's a it's nos- Harry Potter stuff right now. Right, but there's a some there's a little bit of a nostalgia factor there, of Harry Potter, coming out. You know, now that we're adults with expendable money. Well, yeah, of course there's the nostalgia. But what I'm saying is like they're not marketing as that because if you're going to market as the nostalgia factor, like you market as fucking look at this collector's edition, this look right. at the 20th anniversary edition of this book. Look at the like they're not marketing that like they're not fucking they're not selling it to collectors like collectors are buying it, but like they're not fucking like re- we're not reissuing fucking puzzles from like 20 years ago. Right. Well, they're I putting mean, out at the, at the at the same time. It's Harry Potter. Do you really have to? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, man. I mean, you're a collector. Yeah. Like, like you're a genre collector. You like fucking like Ghostbusters and like kaiju shit and stuff like that. I like that. my kaiju. Like, shit. think I about like- how they mar- think about like when you're gonna do a 20th anniversary. Like, uh, when you're releasing things like that. Mm-hmm. This isn't like that. The release schedule. This is fucking. We're just putting a bunch of shit out. Well, and I know they just put out a fucking Pandora line. For, for Harry Potter and they had had a Dobby and Caleb went nuts for this Dobby she wished she really wished she could have got it and it, I mean but yeah Pandora just put out a a bracelet charm set so that's what I'm saying like this isn't like a fucking like a 20th anniversary rollout right this is like and I mean there's continued product launches like we just got uh, the fucking second edition of those wands like I said like oh here's the second ver- you know second wave and then they're gonna be a third fucking wave because there's all these fucking wands you could do uh, you know, and it's like that's what's happening right now. Like it is, it, it's not a fucking like a sm- like a blip in the road. Right. Like you have 30th anniversary of like Ghostbusters, and people are like, ah, Ghostbusters is 30, we. And then and like, then, like a whatever. Year later, you're like, oh yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, like this is this isn't that fuck. I don't think that this is a fucking like an anniversary nostalgia. Like I mean, like I said, there's definitely some nostalgia. Like people are looking at, like I'm looking at, I'm going, oh shit, I remember reading Harry Potter. Like I remember that shit. But it's like, it's not that. It's just a full-on fucking WB's like, fuck it, man. Why aren't we making more money off this license again? Well, and they, and maybe, too. Because they're not even reissuing the movies, really. No, they're, they're not. But maybe, too, it's because you're 30 now. You have a kid. How much do you want to show your kid that Harry Potter stuff? How much do you want to have your kid enjoying Harry Potter as he grows up? I agree to an extent, but again, like I said, I don't feel it's that, man. I don't think it's marketing because they assume that we have kids. 
They no, I mean, but I, I mean, like, I feel like that might be part of it. Like, we are now adults with with expendable incomes. We are now adults with kids. We are now, uh, you know, adults that are are remembering Harry Potter, and all that comes together. And you go, but you look at the last twenty years, and you go, Harry Potter never really left the shelves. We don't have to market it as a. But that's the thing. I feel Harry Potter left the fucking shelves. Like, I mean, I fucking love toy aisles. I mm. like Toys R Us. I was there to the fucking very last day. I was there the fucking last day. Like, what kind of collectibles can I get? Like, fucking Walmart. I'm always looking like, oh, man, do they have any fucking, like, uh, Marvel Legends I need? Like, I fucking, I am a fucking veteran of the toy aisle wars. <laughs> and Harry Potter left the fucking shelves. Like, you were not fucking finding Hermione Granger fucking dolls. You were not fucking finding, like, these wands. You weren't finding this shit. So it's not just like fucking Harry Potter fucking like, ah, oh, it's 20th and like, ta-da. It's like Harry Potter is fucking back. Full force back. Like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. Like, I get, like I said, if you tell me it's 20th anniversary, I'm like, oh, that makes fucking sense. But like, well, the 21st fucking anniversary? Like, yeah. Like, well, is, that, is that a fucking thing that we're partying on right now? Because uh, Cleveland Orchestra is about to do Chamber of Secrets up in Blossom. They're going to do their big music festival. And, you know, so they're going to fucking play the fucking music while the movie's rolling and it's gonna be really cool and i'm probably gonna go watch it even though it's like 30 fucking dollars a ticket that's actually kind of awesome yeah they're also doing lord of the rings but that's a sidebar uh you know what is that it's like like what the i just i don't get it. i mean i'm not complaining like i said it's like it's just why is harry potter like why did harry potter make this comeback and like some of the shit's not even like i mean it's collectible shit for people like right. everything's collectible for people like i know a guy who collects boxes like not fucking action figures not fucking like shit he collects the fucking boxes that some of this shit came in. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, he tries to, like, fill the fucking box, too. Like, he's got, like, fucking, uh, like, old Spider-Man toys and shit. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, man, when I can find them in the fucking package, uh, like, I need, like, three more, and I'm going to collect this box. Like, that's his fucking shtick, man. He wants to get, like, fucking old, like, retail sale cases that's, and, like, fill them. That is weird, but, I mean, to each their own. So it's like you've got these fucking collectors out there, but I mean, these are like straight up fucking toys too, though, man. Like these aren't like fucking hundreds of fucking dollars of shit. Right. These are fucking like, hey, man, you want to spend like $13 to get a fucking wand? Or hey, man, you want to get a fucking Nimbus 2000 and just fucking ride that shit around? Like it doesn't like vibrate anymore like, you know, it did before. <laughs> so it's not mom's favorite toy. <laughs> but it's just, I mean, I, was, I don't know, man. It's just for me, it's just it was a little it's shell shocking to see Harry Potter back on the end caps. I mean, I like it. I, I don't have a problem with it. I just it's a little shell shocking. To see it back at Walmart, it's you know weird in that aspect to me. Right. So I think it's really cool though. I'm really happy. That that it is. Ah <coughs> oh, shit, man. So let's see. We we'll talk some Harry Potter. We talk some pop shit. I'll tell you what, we what? we talked about this before. I've got it on my stuff. Undercover Brother Two. We're talking movies. Undercover Brother Two. I did end up watching it. It wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be, and it was uh it was very political uh in in what they were doing. But it wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, which is weird to say. But yeah, it w it was still a little bit of a train wreck. That was a beautiful train wreck, at least. Man, I I don't know, man. Maybe it's a good movie. Maybe it's not. As soon as you started talking, I just I started staring across the fucking room, going, "Man, I could open those action figures up and set them <laughs> up on those bases." I don't know why, man. I just I apparently I have no fucking interest in watching this movie. I'm like, oh, Squiggles fucking watched it, so he can talk about it, I guess. It I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was, they should have tried to get Eddie Griffin back. Man, if you tell me brother. it's not bad, what what am I going to see if I get them Rotten Tomatoes right now and look up some shit on this? Uh, I have no idea, but probably, I would say probably 50%. You think 50%? 
At best. Oh, you think at best. All right, man. All right, Commandos. So I'm going to talk, but I'm going to fuck it. I'm pulling Undercover undercover Brother 2 up on Rotten right. Tomatoes, right? I don't see how this shit is. Like, so, I just can't imagine a movie like that when it, you're like, not bad. It, it wasn't... I like that bad, dude. I like if you were like, "Hey, man, like Manos Hands of Fate is really bad, but man, that's fun to watch." Manos Hands of Fate is fun to watch because it's it's terrible, but it wasn't that. It wasn't like like it was very. I mean, it was very politically motivated, but it wasn't like the. It wasn't that that awful terrible movie to watch. It wasn't, you know, that that great movie that's terrible because it's terrible. It's great. It it wasn't that. All right. All right, hey man. All right, are you ready for this? All right, so you want to stand with it ain't bad. I will stand with it's not bad. All right, Commando Squiggles is standing with it ain't bad. Uh, there are eighteen user ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this is the audience score because the critics are like fuck that. Oh yeah, no. The audience no this score for this movie. quote unquote not bad movie is eleven. <laughs> is eleven? And I don't think anyone liked it. Uh, probably not. Oh, man. Hello. Let's see. What do we got? We got any crazy shit? There are no critic reviews. There's no critic review. No one really wants to write a review for this movie. <laughs> well, and like I said, the weird thing was it just kind of popped up out of nowhere uh, 15, 20 years later. Like, almost, literally almost 20 years after it was made. Because it was made in, like, 2000. All right, here's a five star for it. If you love Pootie Tang, you'll love this. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> It, uh, let's see. Let's see some other ones. This guy gave it a two star. Cast has no chemistry anywhere. It seems not enough time was spent developing the story. All right, there you go. Hey man, I was just like not bad. I'm like, oh man, I gotta hear. It. Yeah. Let's see what the world's saying. Don't waste any of your precious time in this life watching this rubbish. <laughs> a waste of time and money, and nowhere near as good as the original Undercover Brother, which was brilliant. So this guy fucking loved Undercover, but Connor G. Loved him some undercover brother. <laughs> I I I, yeah, I loved undercover brother as well, and they're not wrong. The cast chemistry isn't great. the The plot line is all, a little all over the place, but I found it okay to watch while I was you know just trying to to relax and watch nothing. Hey man, did you did you have fun? Yeah. I always stand by, even if it's the worst fucking thing. If you had fun, dude, that's all that matters. I can tell you the worst fucking thing I've ever watched, and it was not fun to watch. And that's a movie called Food Fight. That For the record, Undercover Brother, which again I haven't seen. Uh huh. The critics gave it a seventy-seven, and the audience gives it a sixty-four. So it's certified fresh right here. Okay. Sorry, I was just curious. I was just curious. I've never seen Undercover Brother, so I'm like, how how well does this movie stack up to its sequel? Not at all. All right, so what do you call? You call him Food Fight? Food Worst fight. movie you've ever seen? Worst movie I've ever seen. I imagine that's got a zero percent. You think it's from 2012? Yep. Does uh, Charlie Sheen in it? Yes, it does. All it's right. actually got a very decent cast in it. All right, so I just want to throw it out there. Uh, this movie has 2,138 reviews. Uh huh. Um, it is only one percent worse than Undercover Brother Two. Really? It's ten percent. I can't imagine that's it, it's that good. So, uh, Commandos, we found the line. 10% or less is the line <laughs> for Squiggle's bad movie. And I mean, well, the, the problem with the, that movie, kind of that particular movie, it looks like... ...table read for the first time they've ever this read the script. 
It it is an hmm. animated. Well, I guess that. Well, I was I had to check because it's like the ugliest animated feature that has ever been released. Absolutely, by yeah. something resembling an actual animation studio. <laughs> Man, people really love this one too. Oh, uh, product placement in films is actually okay in my book. Oh, apparently, <laughs> there was product placement. <laughs> well, I know the uh, the cover of that movie, and I picked this one up for like five bucks because I saw the the cast, and I was like, okay, this should be pretty funny. I'm not disagreeing with you about being terrible, by the way. I'm reading quotes now, and one of the quotes is Dex Dog Detective. Yep. Let Strawberry Jam out of here, Fat Cat Burglar. I'm gonna kill you, Dex. Time to banana split out of my club. Yep. Oh, Dex. That how the ho hose is this possible, dude? You want to see some of the one of the worst things you'll ever see? Christopher Lloyd does a a voice for this, and he he's like the the professor or whatever the the agent for the ex brand that that has come into this grocery store. Is the Sunkiss tuna fish fucking all character? They put these characters on the cover. Yeah, so it's none fucking- of these, Mister Clean. Uh, tuna, the tuna fish, uh, Charlie, Char- the tuna, Charlie the tuna, uh, Twinkie the kid, and the Vlasic pickle. Uh, none of them story. are in the movie. All right, that's fucking Absolutely misleading. Zero in the movie. I don't think the animation looks terrible. Like, okay, wait, what year did this come out? Before I say that, twenty twelve. Oh yeah, that animation. This is like some fucking PlayStation One shit. Yeah. So one of the, but one of the, the only part I actually laughed at, and it's because it was terrible. Christopher Lloyd, his character comes walking in, and I you cannot physically do the walk that he does because it looks like he put his knee through his head at one point. It is the absolute most garbage animation I've ever seen. And the, the like I said, it sounds like they're reading at a table. Like they're doing the, the table read. They, they said, hey, we're going to do this movie. And then they said, yeah, just kidding. We already recorded what you read. That looks really fucking bad now that I'm I'm looking at more shit. I'm like, this does not look good, Commandos. This does not look fucking good in the least. It's awful. It is the absolute worst movie I have ever seen. Yeah. 1% though. I love that. I think that's my favorite part. I really wanted it to be like 12. I wanted it to be... I was hoping. I'm surprised it's 10% because of how bad it is. I was I was really hoping though that like the worst movie you'd ever seen was a little bit better than Undercut. (laughs) They're like, man, it was a good movie. And then, like, it would be reviewed a little bit fucking... I don't know why, it's just... I thought that'd be fucking hilarious. Oh, it would have been great, but no. Oh, man. Cool, so more movies I am never gonna fucking watch. I, uh... However, if you want to watch the one certified certified fresh movie we've talked about, I will gladly lend you Undercover Brother. I just don't think that's gonna happen. (laughs) I don't know, man. Maybe if somehow, like, this podcast takes off and we ever do, like, fucking, hey, guys, we're gonna fucking do, like, a, a watch with me thing... Maybe I'll pick Undercover Brother if everyone else was like, Chuck, you're missing out. It, uh, Undercover Brother is a legitimately funny, brilliant movie. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch it, but right. I'm definitely not putting it on the fucking docket just yet. Right. We'll see. Right, right, right. If the opportunity arises, uh, maybe. Maybe we can use it for the Crow and Commandos game. <laughs> but uh, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll put that on the back burner as a possible fuckability. So what else you got going on this week, man? Ah, let's see. What have I been fucking doing? Really? I mean, it's been like, we haven't recorded in like three weeks. weeks, So it's like, what have I, what do I need to talk about? Uh, holy fuck Watchmen, dude. Yeah. Um, all right, dude, we're getting into the spoilers part of the podcast, kids. So So you have about three seconds to turn, turn, fast forward about 10, 15 minutes. No, maybe. I don't know. You might just want to turn it off at this point. If you don't want spoilers on shit. 
I mean, we might get into discussion. I don't know what we're going to discuss yet. Like, we yeah. had an idea, but we're fucking making it up as we go, kids. Absolutely. Oh, my God, dude. So, uh, yeah, fucking Watchmen. So, do you want me to spoil Watchmen for you? Like, yeah, go ahead. Like, this I... is, oh, my fucking God. Like, go ahead. Oh, dude. So, this, oh, my fuck. Okay, so, I'm, I'm watching Watchmen. Right. Which, in general, is fucking incredible. I always thought, I thought to myself, how the fuck are you going to make this fucking show about, like, this just based in Alan Moore's fucking world. Right. And Which is insane to do on its own. And it's going to be like 34 fucking years later. And it's going to be set in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm like, how the fuck is this going to happen? And oh my God, guys, it's fucking happening. So, oh man, dude, if you guys seriously, like don't fucking, if you're going to watch Watchmen or you even have the faintest thought, you might don't let this fucking spoil it for you. Cause it's fucking incredible. So episode six came uh-huh. and Episode five was great because it had my fucking boy. Uh, so episode five was great. It was my boy fucking looking glass. Uh-huh. And it was all about him, dude, that dude I fucking love. And he's just chewing up the fucking scenery. Episode six fucking comes. And it was a masterclass in fucking storytelling. Oh, really? Episode six fucking took you back to the goddamn past. And it talked about the original Minutemen, fucking hooded justice, captain metropolis, silk specter one, all that shit. All right. So, because I was talking about how they fucking have that American hero story kind of playing in the background, uh-huh. and it's like focused on here on Hooded Justice, because in the lore, he was the first person to put a fucking mask on and go, "Hey, I'm gonna be a hero." All right, cool. So he's always been a character that was kind of used but never really developed. Utilized. Like he, he just was never utilized. There, yeah. Like his, the big thing he is is he's like the you know he was like the first person to put on a mask and shit, and they kind of think uh, the original Light Owl thinks he was some fucking circus performer. And then his big thing is he, like, busts in and tells the comedian, hey, don't rape Silk Spectre. Yeah. And, you know, and that, that's kind of, like, the big thing, like, Hood of Justice does. And then, like, they kind of speculate, like, well, maybe Hood of Justice died. We don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, so what they gave you is, you know, Hood of Justice. And what this episode does doesn't take away from any of that. It just adds to it. And it was a master class in how you can retcon but not destroy anything. So... Hooded Justice is a fucking black dude. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, man. In the comics, he's got white eyes. It it was always assumed he was a black dude. No, it's not. It's assumed he was some fucking Russian strongman. I always assumed he was a black dude. Do you read any of the extra shit in Watchmen? I read the I read the original Watchmen. That's it. So like, oh yeah, in Watchmen. So I mean, all the extra shit. So like, you finish the issue, and it's like fucking Night Owl's got a report and shit. Mm-hmm. Or it's like Ozzy Mendez is like, look at the toy lines we're gonna have. One of those things, Night Owl's fucking talking about how, who he thinks Hood of Justice is. And he thinks it's this fucking circus performer. And so they just kind of lead you to believe, oh, it's the circus performer. I read that and I still, I still always thought it was a black dude. Why the I fuck did you think? I don't know. I just always thought it was a black Bullshit. dude. Bullshit. fucking the, shit, man. The, uh, between the noose, the black hood, and the, like, I always thought, like, if someone was going to use a noose as a, a symbol of justice, it was going to be a black guy Man. trying to, like, I don't know. Oh, That's I am my calling mind. so much bullshit on this. I always thought it was a black no dude. No fucking way. No one ever thought it was a fucking black dude until they fucking wrote this show. <laughs> bullshit. I, I Seriously, I always thought Hooded Justice was oh, a black dude. Oh, fucking bull. I am calling this shit, dude. If you'd have told me this theory two years ago, I'd be like, yeah, man. But, like, I mean, no, it really wouldn't come up. But fuck, dude, I am calling bullshit. Why would you think he's a fucking black dude? He looks like a fucking white dude in the comics. He's got white fucking eyes. I mean, like you see the skin. It's like fucking white eyes. It it just it always assumed he was a black dude. I don't know why. I just always did. Man, I am fucking calling such bullshit on this. 
So anyway, aside from the fact that Squiggles fucking lies and just fucking slander against his good name over here. So fucking Hooded Justice is a fucking black dude. And the fucking shtick in the comment. Fucking bull, don't look at me like that, man. Don't smirk. You didn't fucking think that shit. I refuse to think that. I just, I can't believe it, man. Like, that's just because the way they fucking did this story. So what they do is they retcon it back so that it's a dude named fucking William Reeds. And he's fucking, uh, he's getting lynched that night because he's a cop. And he's walking back and he's got this fucking executioner's hood on. And he's got the noose around his neck because they cut him down. And he fucking beats up some people. And he fucking, uh, because they're about to hurt this couple. And they're like, oh shit, man, this guy had a mask and a fucking noose on and shit. And it's just, it worked out really well. And he comes back and he ends up, he's his girlfriend, his wife. And they're like, fucking yeah, man, we're going to keep doing this. Like you can't be a fucking black cop and change things, but like you can do this as this. So they fucking every night they show him putting on fucking white face. So he fucking puts all this white makeup around his fucking eyes, which is really cool because Angela Abar is his fucking granddaughter. And like the first time we really see her like getting ready to be sister night, she's putting fucking uh, black makeup on. Like, I mean, she's a black lady, Regina King, but she's putting fucking like she's making herself fucking darker instead of making herself like mm-hmm. whiter, like fucking um, he is. And then it's fucking incredible. So the entire story is like his fucking story. And so it's like, what he did and how like it fucking spawns into like the fucking Minutemen thing. And then how like this like Cyclops organization is fucking like tying into the rest of the fucking, like the what's happening now in Tulsa, Oklahoma, oh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I can say these words. <laughs> words are hard. Okay. Yeah, man. So it's like how this is fucking tying into that. And it's just, it's a fucking masterclass in taking what we had in the comics already and fucking just changing it slightly. Because at no point does this fucking hurt what Watchmen was. It doesn't fucking change any fucking bit of the Hooded Justice mythos from the fucking... And I never read any of the Minutemen shit or any of those mm-hmm. comics. Like, I, I just... I uh, didn't The before Watchmen stuff? Yeah, I didn't read any of the before Watchmen shit. So I don't know what if or what they might have done with Hooded Justice. Right. Um, for the record, I've only read the fucking 12 issues of Watchmen. And I really don't know what they're doing with DC Comics right now uh, because I didn't really fucking read Doomsday Clock because I just got bored. So I don't like my experiences with these characters is just issues one through 12 and the fucking supplementary material that's at the end of the comics, you know, the parts of issues one through 12. But so what they did is they take everything and they fucking retcon it and they rebuild this origin story. And it's just, it's a fucking masterclass in storytelling because not only do they fucking weave this in, they weave this. Why, why was this guy hooded justice? Why does this tie in to what's happening with Angela Abar? Why does this, like, how does all of this go? Like, it turns out that this fucking organization that he was fighting is called fucking Cyclops. And fucking Cyclops is now the seventh cavalry, who are these white supremacists. That's the entire fucking problem of, like, the beginning episode. We're like, who's the fucking seventh cavalry? They're fucking bad. Like, you know, the guys that are wearing the Rorschach masks. So, like, it ties in ties Angela to this fucking character. So it's like, she's a descendant. And so it's like, Oh, like she became a cop. She became a fucking like a mass crime fighter, a vigilante, not, not a vigilante so much, but like she became a mass crime fighter because the police are wearing masks. Right. And it's like all this shit fucking ties together. But then on the, so I'm like, God damn dude, episode six was fucking nuts. And then episode seven, you're watching. It's really good. Like there's a lot of really good dialogue. There's a lot of shit you can kind of chew on. And you're like, Oh shit, this is what's happening. And you're really enjoying it. Well, I really enjoyed it. And I think the world fucking enjoyed it because Watchmen has like a 97% on fucking Rotten Tomatoes right now. So people are fucking digging Watchmen. Right. And 
Episode 7 comes along, and you're like, well, it's not going to top that. It's going to have to be a talky episode. Like, she's going to have to fucking, Regina King's going to have to fucking do some other shit. We're going to have some some plot points getting introduced. But, yeah, you know, it's like, it's just, it's going to be kind of a bit of a come down from what we just did. Right. And it's like, you know, like, wow. Because you, you have that high of an episode, you need, you need a little bit of a... I think so, because honestly, I could see if I was going to make an end-of-the-year list, like, I mean, it's the end of the year, so maybe I will, but I, I episode 6 of Watchmen... At the time, I would put, and I mean, I'm I'm leaving it open because Watchmen could get better because I think it did, but oh my god, dude, like it's it's one of the best things I've ever seen in television. That's awesome. In the thirty fucking years I've been watching TV, I would say that episode six of fucking Watchmen is one of the best fucking things. Which for a series that I wasn't even all I wasn't even all in on, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. I episode six is one of the greatest fucking like achievements in fucking television. And the fact that the golden globes came out uh, the other day and they were like, yeah, we're not going to get Watchmen any nods. Like you got shut the fuck out of the golden globes. It's fucking horseshit. Like it's, it's fucking incredible. The writing's fucking tight. The characters are tight. The story they're telling is so fucking engrossing. Like this is one of the few times I'm watching TV and I'm like, I don't fucking know what's going to happen next. Like a lot of times, like, I mean, I do theater, I do play, I watch movies all the time. Like you kind of be like, oh, this is like, this is the formula. Okay. This happens. And this happens. And, oh, I don't know what's going to so, happen. I next. mean, sometimes you can go, maybe this will happen or maybe this will happen either way. You, you know, there's a, a road that they're probably going to take you. And you're telling mm -hmm. me that you, they, they're so far off the road. They're in the way. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So here, anyway, here's why they're so far off the fucking road. Cause I wouldn't have fucking guessed this shit. Cause I just thought like, I didn't like, they kind of reference Watchmen. Like, oh, like. They've got Lori Blake. She's an FBI agent. She's Silk Spectre too. So like, and like, they kind of reference like the old Watchmen. Like they say Night Owl. It seems like Night Owl 2 is in federal custody somewhere. He probably couldn't stop being Night Owl. So now he's in jail. Whatever. I don't know. They don't really explain it. They just kind of reference it. And like Ozymandias, like you've been seeing like, and you're like, what the fuck is he doing? He's on Europa and you don't know how he fucking got there. Well, I fucking know how he got there now too. And I didn't think they were going to bring Dr. Manhattan in. Oh, really? Oh, dude. Not only did they fucking, this is where the spoilers get fucking nuts. Not only do they fucking bring Dr. Manhattan in, he's fucking been there the entire time. Episode fucking seven ends with fucking Angela going the fuck home, killing her fucking husband, ripping something out of his fucking skull. He turns fucking blue and she's like, we're in fucking trouble. What? Yeah, so the the look on Squiggle's face is fucking beautiful. Um, yeah, what? Yeah, so fucking, uh, I think the guy, I think you say, yeah, I think it's pronounced, yeah, yeah, uh, amazing fucking actor, he was in, like, the Get Down and shit, really cool fucking dude, um, and he's just been, like, uh, and I think I've talked about it here, he's always, he's played, like, the, uh, the stereotypical, like, eye candy, like, fucking spouse, but, like, it's cool because it's role reversal, because Regina King's, like, fucking going off and being the badass, and her husband's the fucking eye candy, instead of, like, oh, the husband does this shit, and the wife's the eye candy. Right. So I just thought, oh, they're just doing a really cool role reversal. Awesome. Fuck, man, this guy's been there the entire time. Turns the fuck out, Dr. Manhattan fucking comes to fucking Earth, falls in love with fucking Angela, and fucking figures out, talks to Ozymandias, figures out how to fucking wipe his goddamn mind. Like, his, uh, fuck so up. So he didn't know he was Dr. Manhattan? Nope. So he's been there, so she fucking pummels her fucking husband to death, and is like, we gotta do this. And you're sitting I'm there really watching sorry. this going, what the fuck? Dude, I shit myself, man. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, that fucking episode ended. I remember I'm sitting on my couch, and it's fucking over, and I'm like, because, oh. like, they're like, oh, Dr. Manhattan's already on Earth. And at that point, at no point did I think Dr. Manhattan's fucking on Earth. Right. Oh, my fucking God. So I'm like, oh, God, who is he on Earth? Then Angela leaves, and I'm like, who's... What? Who? What? Who? What? Holy shit. And fucking, like I said, she gets a fucking hammer. She's like, and you know, I'm thinking, like, I'm like, and I'm still like, who the fuck could it be? 
Like, she's leaving the fucking thing. And I'm like, who the fuck gonna be, man? I wonder if Angela knows. Or if she's just trying to get the fuck out of there. I don't know. Yeah, nah, man. She fucking knows. So she fucking, her fucking husband is fucking Dr. Manhattan. So she fucking pummels him to death, rips this fucking thing out of his head, and is like, yeah, by the way, man, like, John, we're in trouble, man. And then the next fucking episode is like fucking, the next episode, like, I have episode six for the fucking masterclass in storytelling. You could tell that fucking Lindelof has, who fucking I was nervous about before, but I'm fucking, I'm, I'm fucking keep preaching, man. I'm in, like, whatever you do, I'm on the next ride. Right. Like, whatever he fucking does next, I'm on the ride. You could tell he fucking loves this shit and he fucking thought this through because the next fucking episode is told from Dr. Manhattan's perspective. And like, if the movie was a little weird where you're like, well, what do you mean? Like you live in like all these timelines, you know, cause he's like, oh, well I'm here, but I'm also here and I'm here, but I'm also having this, I'm being ripped apart by the machine. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. This fucking episode fucking starts with him meeting Angela, but then it starts jumping around their fucking timeline. So fucking all of this shit. So it's like, oh, we're going to have an argument in six months. Oh, in two weeks, you're going to figure this out. And so it's like, it'll jump to like six months and they have a fucking argument or that'll show two weeks whenever she figures something out. Or it shows 10 fucking years where he says our relationship's going to end in tragedy in 10 years. And that's the... And just all the... Yeah, and that, that's the fucking... Uh, well, that's... At the end of the episode, he gets captured by the 7th Cavalry. Yeah, dude, I don't know where the fuck this episode's going to fucking end on Sunday. Like, it's one of those, I can't die before I see this. Yeah. Like, I need to fucking see how this fucking ends because it's the last fucking episode on Sunday. And I'm fucking, I'm fucking stoked so, so for it. Season, episode six could very well have been a mid-season finale if it were a normal TV show. Ah, uh, I mean, it could be. If you were going to do a mid-season finale, I would have probably ended with like episode five. Uh, just because there's nine episodes. So do five episodes, take a break and come back. But it's a premium channel. So like they don't need to do like mid-season breaks like right. that. Uh, but the way episode five ended, I would. that's where I would have done. Like if I'm doing a cliffhanger ending, that's where I would have put it. Like, okay. that's a, I think that'd be a fair place to fucking, like, split the series. Uh, just from how it ended, because it ended with Angela taking a whole bunch of drugs and then getting arrested. And then episode six is the drugs called Nostalgia, and that's why she's revisiting her grandpa's memories. So, and that's where you're like, holy shit, he's so did you. Ah, fuck. And then, like I said, episode seven's the come down, episode fucking, and the fucking reveal of Dr. Manhattan. And then episode fucking eight is a god walks into a bar, and it's fucking... It's fucking incredible, called? dude. Yeah, it's like a god walks into a bar. Like that's that's a great name for an episode. Yeah, dude, it's fucking funny. And that's that's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, and it's, it explains a lot of things already. Like, I don't know where the story's going, but it kind of answers all the questions you've had. Like, why is Ozymandias on Europa? Oh, because he helped Doctor Manhattan, and Doctor Manhattan told him, "Oh, I created life on Europa," and he's like, "I want to go there. Like, they want to serve me. I want to go there." And so he sends Ozymandias there. Um, and so Ozymandias has been there for like 10 years and he hates it. <laughs> uh, so it's like, it just, it makes sense. Like a lot of the answers I think we've been given and now it's just, how are you going to close it out? Cause all the characters are about to come together. Hopefully my boy looking glass comes back. He's been missing. And I really want him to come back because uh, I think that, I think the actor's name's Tim Nelson and the dude, like I said before, he just chews up this. Like, I just, I mean, I, I watchman is like, supposedly like I listened to the like fucking Mark Bernard and talking shit. He's like, you know, it's like the blackest show on TV. And I just, I love it. Cause it's just telling such a great fucking story. Like that's not like, I don't need it to be that like for me, I'm just like, this is telling such a fucking story that I've never fucking seen before. And I was not prepared for And I'm, I'm fucking loving it. So like, I feel bad sometimes when I'm man, I really hope that fucking like white dude shows up. Cause like, he's my favorite character. Like he's just, right. I love what he's doing. Like he's just his interactions with the cast and shit. I'm just like, this is so fucking cool. And like, I just, I can't wait to see what this last episode is. And I'm scared that 
we won't get more. I, I'm scared that Lindelof has told his story and he is done and he doesn't have any more stories because he he's like, I told the nine episode story I want because he said that he's like, oh, I told the story I wanted to tell. Now I kind of want to see what someone else would do. And I'm scared of what uh, another showrunner. I'm scared of what someone else would do. But in fairness, I was scared of what he would do. Right. So in a way, this has been like this fucking therapeutic session because now I'm like, not only was I like, well, Alan Moore is fucking crazy. I like, I don't want people touching his shit because I don't want him to go crazy. Or now I'm like, I want you to fucking touch all of his shit. <laughs> like, if, if he came up and he's like, I got an idea for a fucking V for a Netta fucking TV series. I'm like, yeah, let's fucking watch it, man. Like, it's just, it's fucking incredible, man. Like, Watchmen, I think, for as disappointed as I was with HBO's Game of Thrones ending, Watchmen has fucking put me, like, I'm I'm right back in, like, let's watch what game, what HBO's got. Like, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I feel about an idea of, uh, I don't know, Westworld season two I liked, I didn't like as much. Um, I'm ready for season three. And, you know, it's like, but, and, right. you know, it's like, so I'm like, I'm definitely there. Like, I'm, I'm so happy I kept my HBO subscription. Like, that's one of the things I'm going to say. Like, watching Watchmen has been just such a fucking breath of fresh air and just so good. Like, I feel bad for the people that are like, oh, I can't watch this shit. I don't have HBO. And I'm like, man, you should have canceled that shit. Like if I have the cost of admission was I had to pay 50 fucking dollars every month since Game of Thrones ended well fucking worth the cost of admission for this. Like I, you, oh my God, it's so good. Um, and it's, it's so fucking good. I, I was, so I watch it every week. I watch mm-hmm. it like live every week. So I'm like, I need this. And I was watching it last week and Noelle hadn't taken a shower before bed. Like she took a shower earlier that day. My wife normally showers before bed. Like I watch Parker sleep for a little bit and then we all go to bed. Like that's just, that's my night. I'm really exciting. So she'd already like had a shower and shit. And I turned Watchmen on because I'm like, it's fucking nine o'clock. I had fucking it's Watchmen time. Right. And like, I felt bad. She was still kind of talking to me and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, babe. That's great. Cool. Watchmen's on now. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to watch a God walk into a bar. (laughs) And she sat there and she sat there on the edge of her fucking seat. The entire, she hadn't watched a single fucking episode yet. Yeah. So like, but I spoiled it because like after episode after episode seven, I was like, I need to fucking talk to you and I need to spoil things because I need to talk about this. Because I don't know anyone else watching the show, and I need to talk about this show. Right. Like, what this show just fucking did, it blew my fucking mind. Like, I remember laying down, like, oh, my God. Like, I needed a cigarette. I was like, oh, my God. I just <laughs> I have the vapors. What's going on? And she watched episode episode eight, the penultimate fucking episode. Yeah. My wife fucking watched it with me. And Noelle's like, it ended. And Noelle's like, oh, I need to watch all of this. And I'm like, I know. It's so good. So, like, I just... I think Watchmen will be at the top of my year end list. I, I just, I can't imagine at this point. Uh, it, and it's so fucking weird in a year with like Avengers Endgame that Watchmen might fucking top Endgame for like the thing I've enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. But Endgame gave me three hours of fucking amazing enjoyment. And Watchmen in general gave me, like, has given me nine. And weeks in between. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, exactly. Like, and I mean, it's given me something to enjoy every week. And, Honestly, one of the things, and it's going to kind of segue into the Mandalorian, uh, which is also fucking incredible, but not, and I love the Mandalorian for the record. I fucking love it. I want Watchmen more. Like if you were like, Chuck, you can only have one of these things this year. I would, I would give up Mandalorian. Wow. I'm I'm sorry, baby Yoda. I'm sorry, beautiful little baby Yoda, but I I would give you up in a heartbeat for how good Watchmen has been. I, I just, oh my God. So, and I mean, it's kind of crazy, like thinking about it. Like, this has been such a good fucking year for, like, geekery. 
Like, we got Endgame. We got fucking... Far From Home. Uh, we got, yeah, Far From Fucking Home. Captain Marvel, I fucking loved, too. Right. Uh, like, like We saw that twice in theaters. Yeah, well, man. I loved it. I I saw it two or three times, man. You, you might have seen it more than me, but I saw it once with you and once with... Yeah, because I paid uh, for you guys. Because you and Eric, man, it was like, yeah. Because Eric was like, I haven't seen it. I was like, you were fucking going to see Captain Marvel. I, like, I, can, I can't pay for it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I we're fucking going. That. Yeah. So I thought, oh, well, it's like he hadn't seen it. And I was like, I want to talk about this movie with my friends who I'm going to eventually make a podcast with. But like the year end list, man, Watchmen, I think, is at the top of my year end list. Um, but I mean, speaking and speaking of Mandalorian, though, it's Watchmen and Mandalorian have done something that I kind of forgot. It has been a minute since I have watched a week to week TV show and watched it week to week. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I'll get fucking behind. Um, and I mean, I can't really say it's been a I watch a lot of anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watch way more fucking anime than you probably think a 30-year-old should. I don't know. Well, you're listening to this, so hopefully you think a 30-year-old should be fucking just pounding anime, because I am. I love it. And I, so I watch, like, fucking, you know, it's like, well, I watch, so I watch 20-minute episodes every week. I watch Dr. Stone. I watch Fire Force. I watch My Hero Academia. Like, those are the three big ones. Um, I'm a little behind in Black Clover. Like, I'm on episode, like, 97, and I think I'm, like, Tenor. I'm like 10 to 15 episodes behind in Black Clover. I just, I binged it all to get to that point, And then I was like, oh, okay, I just, I need a little bit of a break from this. Right. But something, and, and while I enjoy it, none of the, like, and it, it's good, but none of it's really made me, I, I haven't had to digest it as much as I've had to digest Mandalorian and I've had to digest Watchmen. And it's been such a kind of, I don't know, a breath of fresh air and like thinking about, oh, like I have a full week and I can discuss it. Like I can discuss not Watchmen, but I can discuss Mandalorian with Noel. She's watching it with me, and I can talk right. about it with you. Um, I can't talk episode fucking five yet, or six yet. Dude, episode, I, I got to watch it earlier. I'm actually going to go back and rewatch it, because I was I was doing something while I was watching it. But I, it was fantastic. It was a great fucking episode. I was going to watch it, but then watching all that anime Tucker would be out, so I took that nap. Because, you know, right. that's the big bad day I had today. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I just, I was wrapping some presents while I, while I was mm-hmm. watching it, so... I'm going to at some point go back and rewatch it because it was it was the part the parts that I was focused in on. I was focused. It was amazing. I get what you're saying, man. I'm excited. I, I'm really looking forward to watching it. Uh, so it's like but it's like having that week between it. It's like I'm really appreciating the episodes. Right. And you get to the you get to the you know, you get to talk about it with people like you were saying, because you don't really get to do that with a, a binging show. I agree. It feels like a binging show, like it's where everyone's in a fucking a different state of the binge. Yeah. And then you get to the end, you're like, oh, cool, that that was really fun. But unless you're binging it with somebody, you don't get to talk about it. Well, even then, I feel like I'll I like I I'm gonna miss things in that conversation. Yeah. Like I didn't binge glow, but I know like at the end of it, like Noel and I would watch like two episodes a night, like an hour worth of glow, and at the end of it, we were talking more about that second episode than that first episode. Yeah. And it's like I think that's like just. You know, it's like, I don't know, man, like, I, you, you lose focus on it, maybe. And I just, so that maybe something like that. But, like, watching this, like I said, I've had a week between. So, like, you have that time to really talk about it and think about it. And, like, like and here's here's a cool thing about, like, Mandalorian, because everybody's got Disney+. Plus, So, I actually get to talk about Mandalorian at work. I get to nerd out a little bit at work. I don't get to do that very often, because when it comes to, you know, my work, I'm the nerd. Like, I, I'm the super geek, and I'm the one that enjoys the super geekery, and there are a few people that I can talk to 
here and there about about certain things, but mm-hmm. it's it's not like me and you can have a conversation about. But with the like with the Mandalorian, it's like, dude, did you catch that episode? It was fantastic. Yeah, I, I agree. I the thing I do like about well, the millions of things I like about Mandalorian. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that's really fun is the fact that everybody's fucking watching it. Yes. So it's like, it's definitely one of those times where like my hobby, my my geekery has transitioned to the fucking mainstream. Right. And not only am I fucking loving this fucking amazing piece of just like Star Wars. It is such great storytelling. I, I mean, they, there hasn't been an episode yet where I've been disappointed. I will say one of the things that I like about it is it reminds me of when Endgame came out. Everybody saw Endgame. Mm-hmm. People I like, I people I work with that have never watched a Marvel movie saw Endgame, and they were confused as shit. Yes, but of course they were. You know, it's like so. It's, it's been so cool having a couple different experiences this year, and the fact that like, oh, everybody saw this movie, and so I can talk about like, I'm not as worried. Like, I can drop Endgame spoilers if I felt like, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, no, Endgame, man. The fucking the part where fucking I love you three thousand was great. Yeah, and it's like it feels the same way. Like if I don't watch Mandalorian today. It'll feel like I'm like someone's gonna spoil it. Yeah, like I'm nervous. I'm like, like I don't look around. I was on like line all day today, and I'm like, oh shit, man, I got like fucking like like dodge, duck, dip. Like someone spoiled Baby Yoda, but I didn't realize it. Yeah. Like so, someone posted. They were like, oh my god, dude, fucking Baby Yodas are like the cutest thing. And I'm thinking to myself, like it was just a post. It wasn't a picture of it when right. the first episode came out. And I'm like, what the fuck are they talking, talking about? Yeah, like I remember seeing. Them, I'm like, that's fucking weird. Even I, I remember seeing Baby Yoda before I like I was like oh that's cool they must have did some kind of like background for Yoda or something I it, like it wasn't truly spoiled for me until I started watching I was like oh fuck yeah dude and like yeah watching that episode you're like oh my fucking god yeah. it's a Baby Yoda <laughs> I like I mean I remember talking about it like I tried I tried saying Tridacto for the longest fucking time and I'm just I'm it's Baby, Baby Yoda, Yoda man I'm fucking until like, until they gave the kid a name. And until they name the species. I don't give a shit. It's Baby Yoda. I don't think they'll ever name the species. I think naming the species is like naming Rogue at the beginning of fucking uh, X-Men. Yeah. Which I still hold against that fucking movie. That otherwise very good movie. Yeah. Like X-Men is fucking solid. But I I get so pissed when I'm like, why'd you name Rogue? Why you don't need to give Rogue a name? Rogue doesn't have a goddamn name. Rogue's Rogue. Fucking give her a name, you pieces of shit. Fuck you, X-Men. Bye. That's my hot take 19 years later. Fuck you, X-Men. <laughs> One of the, the movies that helped start the fucking comic revolution. Fuck you. You don't know what's happening. Am I just an old man yelling at the sky? <laughs> Spaghetti monster in the sky, right? But, oh, shit, dude. Yeah, I, I feel like if I walk into work tomorrow, because I have to work every other weekend, so I feel like if I wor- walk into work on my weekend to work, I'm screwed if I haven't watched Mandalorian. Yeah, it's like, it feels, not only is everyone watching Mandalorian, everybody's fucking watching it day of. Yeah. Like, it's none of this shit, like, I'm gonna watch it tomorrow shit. It's everybody's fucking, like, my boss is texting me, hey man, did you watch Mandalorian? At, at which point you gotta go, not yet, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it was like, it was last week, I hadn't watched it yet, like, I can't remember what I did last Friday, but like, I wasn't able to watch Mandalorian last week, and I had to work Saturday morning. And he texted me Saturday morning. He's like, hey, man, did you watch it? I was like, nah, not yet. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I've had to do that to a couple people because for whatever reason, I, I hadn't been able to wa- sit down and watch it for a, a week. So I had two episodes to catch up on today. And I was like, oh. Oh, shit, you hadn't watched episode five. Uh-uh. Oh, I liked episode five a lot. It wasn't bad. Uh, I really, I it was, I really it enjoyed was, it. I it liked going back to Tatooine. I thought that was yeah, really cool. Yeah, that was cool. I, I, I enjoyed the fact that, like, 
the the characters they brought in they were like yeah no we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and oh no we're actually gonna do this like it's got beautiful story I think time. the biggest problem I had with episode 5 and they might fix this I don't know uh, is I didn't understand why he wanted to be a bounty hunter so bad when right. he seemed like he had no fucking idea how to be a bounty hunter right like that was the like that was the only problem I have with the episode I don't know, I'm not trying to shit I wanna, on it like, I wanna be a bounty hunter do you know how to do this not a fucking clue I wanna be a legend in the bounty hunter like why I, I it, maybe if they establish the bounty hunter guild better yeah. Like, in my head, I know it's more than this, for the record. But in my head, it's just that shitty fucking bar that Carl Weathers is like, Mando! Uh, yeah. You know, it's just yelling across the board, I have all the money you got me, Mando! <laughs> they all had the tracker! Which I think is even fucking better, that that means, like, Mando was, like, the last one to get the fucking Baby Yoda tracker. Right. And I'm he like, was the... He, he's the best fucking... He's the best fucking body... Like, uh, bounty hunter you got, and he's, like, the last person to get the fucking thing? Right. Whatever, man. Which, they, they kind of talk about that a little bit too that how he's like the absolute best bounty hunter they got in episode six so it's it's fan fucking tastic so oh did they bring the bounty uh, the guild in a little they bit? didn't bring the guild in but they bring a little bit of his past all right. in all right i mean like so I'm, I'm excited to watch like i said it's just like i wish i knew a little bit more about the bounty hunter guild and i wish i knew like why does this guy want to be a fucking bounty hunter so bad <laughs> like is it like fucking like azuka midoriya and my hero like he's just like i'm gonna be the number one here i'm gonna be the number one bounty hunt like he's not good at it he's not at all and like he doesn't need money he's like well fucking I don't. I, you keep the money. I don't fucking yeah, you care. You keep all the money for this assassin. I just want the. I just want the recognition. Yeah, it's like, why do you want? It? Like, at first I was like, oh, he's like trying to infiltrate, or he's got some fucking. He's trying to be friends with the Mandalorian, and then fucking. And like, no, he just fucking. He just wants to be the fucking legendary bounty hunter like, that I, he isn't. Yeah, I guess I over like I overthought the episode. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So what's gonna happen is he's gonna get the Mandalorian's trust. Maybe think maybe I can work with him, and then he's like, oh, okay, cool. Nope, he's just completely incompetent. No, like he's got no fucking idea what Baby Yoda is. He's right. like, like, what are you doing, man? Like I just, oh man. So it's like, why? I did... love the line too. How long you been with the the guild? Long enough. Obviously not. <laughs> it's like, is he with the guild, or is like, is this how you get into the guild? Like, if you can kill an assassin, welcome aboard, kid. Right. <laughs> like, what? I just, I don't get what this guy wants. And then, like, I mean, the fact that, like, he's apparently shitty enough that he's like, oh, killing the Mandalorian will make me a legend, huh? Like, you got no fucking facts. You have the bounty that you picked up telling you, yeah, man, if you fucking, we could take him together. The guild wants him. Like, did you know the guild wanted him? Because I don't think he knew that. I think he, he absolutely did not. There is no way he knew. <laughs> so it's like, so you're just, like, going to take the, you're just, well, I really hope that, like, what? I just, I don't, like, I don't know, man. Like, it, the plot point, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, if I, I'm going to start pulling this thread and, like, it all it just kind of, dis- it's all starting to disintegrate. I'm like, no, 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 put it back, put it back, put it back. <laughs> like, you know, like, fucking Scott. Uh, but I, love, I mean, honestly, I love the incompetent bounty hunter. It, I, I, I love the, the incompetent bounty hunter that he wants to be the legendary one. No, I and thought it was funny. It, it was hilarious. I thought he was great at, at what he did the actor himself was great at being the incompetent bounty hunter oh yeah no I thought honestly I thought the episode was fucking awesome and like I'm not sitting here like, like I'm shitting on it a little bit but just cause I'm like this just makes it confuses me like uh-huh. what is this and cause I'm like I feel like I, I don't feel like you have to do a lot to make the show really tight right. it's just here's a pro- like it's a problem of the week show and I have no problem with that like the first two episodes kind of tied together a little bit in that aspect like you know it's like oh well the problem is I gotta get but it's like it's a problem of the week it's not even a monster of the week it's fucking right. this week we fucking I gotta get a target alright cool I got the client cool I'm gonna kill this other bounty hunter this week I gotta get the fucking I gotta well, get the target on, home on like, this week I, I gotta I know save in the target four they talked about how they were in the uh, 
in that in the area that they were in in this you know yeah they were there for a couple of weeks at one point he said the last few weeks have been great he's really enjoying himself like they talked about how, and I kind of know how those fucking fob things like track like right. is there a tracker in the Yoda or what's up right I want to know how that's working too so like that's... Mando fucking knew like I, like I said I mean, it's some plot points like you can pull the thread a little bit I think there's some I think there's some unraveling right but it's like, like I said, it's a problem of the fucking week. It's like, how do I get this fucking money? Oh, cool, I'm going to go to fucking this planet and get this fucking target. Oh, shit, the target's a baby. Well, now I got to get him fucking back. Shit, Jawa stole all my shit. Fucking, I got to fucking do that. You know, so it's like, it's this problem of the week solution. And I got no problem. I, I honestly have no problem with that. Right. I, it works really well. Like, the story they're telling is like, John Favreau's fucking like, I'm in, buddy. Like, I already, I mean, I already like Happy Hogan. So it's like, yeah, give me more, man. Right. So it's like, yeah, show run this for fucking ten year, ten seasons in a movie. That's what I want. Yes, absolutely. I, the, I, I just, I, I don't want it to, and I feel like we, we talked about this a little bit before. The, the season finale is gonna have the, the mask coming off, and I don't want it to. You know, I know I said that, and I was like, oh, like they totally told us the mask somewhere, like they foreshadowed that. And I'm they starting are, they to are, wonder. They, well, they, they're ta- they talk about it in just about every damn episode. Yeah, it's always in the mask. Have you, have you lost it? Have you taken off? This I'm, is the way. Like, I'm starting to wonder. Like I could be wrong. Again, I haven't watched episode six, so man, maybe fucking not get Zoma knocked off. No, I, I'm getting curious. Like, because I was convinced we were going to see Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I'm less convinced. I think Disney just hired a big name at this point, and he voices it, but episode four, he wasn't even there. He was shooting something else. Oh, really? Yeah, so I read a thing. It was about how uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, who directed the episode, she's the um, Jurassic World. She plays um, Chris Pratt's uh, love interest in Jurassic World. I can't remember her name. Uh, I'm sure she's in way more movies, but for some reason, that's That's all that's coming to my head right now. Yeah, well, that's the one that's made like four billion fucking dollars for her, so it's got to be your most fucking successful, right? I should probably it's something else that's super successful. I don't know. I'm sorry, Bryce. Um, oh, fantastic actress. Great director. She did episode four, which is my favorite. I love Seven Samurai. So the fact that they were like, here's the Seven Samurai episode of uh, Star Wars. Right. Which I thought was really appropriate because I'm like, oh, shit. Like, Akira Kurosawa is fucking like his. You can see his inspiration all over George Lucas. Oh, yeah. Like all over the Star Wars original trilogy. So doing a fucking Seven Samurai episode, like it just it felt like it was such, it yeah. was such a great way to do it too yeah like i thought it was just done so well and it fits Again, so well the into the universe in this in the show is just fucking amazing yeah and i mean like the storytelling like the mandalorian like whoever's playing the fucking mandalorian at the time like pedro pascal and fucking his, his stunt doubles like they're doing such a good job of doing body language to tell us what's yes. happening and i'm just i'm so impressed and with it with the body language thing too i love that they're not overdoing it they're not doing the like power rangers thing where they're like Overacting with their body language. Either. Yeah, he's not it's getting forcing subtle. it up. He's very subtle with what he's with. You know, when he's surprised, he's like, "Oh, you know," but it's not. He's not jumping out of his skin. He, he's. It's very subtly done, but it's very well done. Yeah, I've I've very much enjoyed this. Uh, Mandalorian is. Uh, it will be near the top of the fucking 2019 list, of course. Uh, again, sorry, uh, but Watchmen, man, like. Unless Watchmen totally shits the bed at the end. I don't I don't know how I could take it off the top. Yeah, that's the last episode we'll do. We'll just do a fucking big list and we'll talk about our favorite shit from the air. That'll be a good a good idea a good thing just to pulling do. Pulling that curtain back, Amanda's. <laughs> You've missed us, right? <laughs> We've missed us. God, uh, I mean some other shit. Uh, like I said, I'm watching anime. Doctor Stone's coming to an end. I think twenty fourth episode, uh twenty two just came out today in the States. Uh, so the 24th episode's the last one of the season. Okay. I don't think it's going to be a continuous. Uh, I, I wish it would be because it's going to end right at the beginning of a, of a big arc, it feels like. 
So it's been really fucking good. I would recommend Dr. Stone. Another pleasant surprise for 2019. Uh, Fire Force is in the same boat. They are gearing up. I don't... It's been fun. Fire Force got a little weird wonky for me. Okay. I don't know how to describe why, but like it just... It felt like they had these... It just it felt it feels weird like we had these plot points and we got to where we are and now i'm like oh, okay we're here now why are we here now what's going on and it just something doesn't feel it's good right and it, it, it also will make a t- an end of the year list like it rightfully so and if it doesn't have a season two announced yet i, I really hope it gets it because the world is very fat it's a fascinating world and there's more i want to know about it as well but there's something that just feels off about it as well like i would say that it's a really good anime but i don't know if i'd say it's a great anime right um i mean the fight scenes have been really cool the characters have been really interesting and different but there's something that is it just feels off to me about it like as high as i was at the beginning i'm like i'm less i'm less high on it hitting the valleys yeah i'm definitely feeling valleys like i don't get me wrong like i feel the valleys their valleys are better than some show size absolutely and it's it is a it's a really good anime it's really fucking enjoyable it's done really well the the casting like the voice actors are pretty tight the story's interesting it's just there's something that i'm just like it just feels like it feels like for some reason something's not clicking right like we're getting from point a to point b but it just it doesn't feel right it feels like a bumpy fucking road um Whereas, like, the fucking direct ad, like, converse of that is fucking My Hero Academia season fucking four has been fucking phenomenal. Uh, My Hero, man, I mean, I love My Hero. I think My Hero might be my favorite anime. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist was my favorite anime. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like, My Hero might be my favorite anime. Might be creeping into that spot. <sighs> I mean, it. if I had to, if you put a gun to my head right now, I would, I would probably say it. Like, you know, I'd be like, yeah, full, full, uh. Well, Alchemist is good, and I'm going to rewatch Brotherhood. I'm going to, uh, it's been a minute, um, and I'm going to go back and I'm going to re- I'm going to watch the series, and I'm going to give it the full due that Full Metal Alchemist deserves, because Full Metal Alchemist is fucking incredible. I, I mean, it will always be near the top of my list if it's not the top. Right. But My Hero is a superhero show. It is a superhero anime show, and that is, I love superheroes, and I love anime, and you can see the fucking influence. And it's got great storytelling too. It does. It tells an amazing the stories it's telling, the characters it's developed, and like just the the fucking pacing is so fun. It's so fun to see that origin story done in this anime fucking world because mm-hmm. it's got anime tropes as well as it's got fucking like Western storytelling hero trope. Like oh yeah, this is scary. Oh yeah, this is you know it's like right now like a big plot point is it's and uh, you know it's fucking oh, I've done spoilers for everything else. So I'll just do spoilers here too. A big plot point is fucking Midoriya is like, no, I know that All Might's supposed to die in the next year. How will I prevent this? Right. And that's such a fucking plot point. That's such a fucking comic book plot point. Like, I know this person's destined to die. And how, how I, I will stop, stop that. Yeah. And then you don't. And I, I, I know he will. In my heart of hearts, without reading, because I don't read them, I don't read the manga, but in my heart of hearts, I know that he will. Pre- this is a good anime. I mean, if we're talking true, like, superhero storytelling, you don't. Well, I mean, I think it depends on the story you're telling. I think Marvel, you could do it. Uh, DC, maybe, probably. I, I mean, Mar- Marvel, you had Captain Marvel who died of cancer, and everybody was like, how do we stop this? And they couldn't. But you also, if you look at comic book wise, though, you have characters that like come back. Yeah. Like, they're, this is where they're, this is the end of the road. No, it's not. Like, uh, look at, uh, look at Barry Allen. 
crisis on infinite earths like he knew he has to die he knows that in order to help stop the crisis he has That's to die. die but then you know years later which i don't know if this is true but i've always heard the story that fucking uh, grant morrison who did uh flash rebirth and, and i hope this story is true and i really want it to be is that he read that he read barry allen dying and he's like fuck no he's not as a child and he was like i'm gonna write comic books and <laughs> like one of his back. goals was he's going to he's going to work his way into this and he eventually got to dc comics as a writer and he's like i'm gonna do flash rebirth and i'm gonna fucking save barry allen and i don't know if that's true i may have just lied in that story but i've always heard it and it's one of those ones you don't want to fact check because it's such, such a, a good story. it's such a good backstory to why flash rebirth exists uh -huh. like someone read that and said fuck, fuck you, you no he's not <laughs> And that, like, dedicated his life to the fucking stepping points to get to fucking saving Barry Allen. Right. And I I hope that to be true, because I love that fucking idea. I've, honestly, I've never really heard that, and I want it to be true, too. Like, I, I that's one of those things I just... Uh, it was, like, an interview I read once, or, like, maybe it was a fake interview. I don't know, man. Like, it's just... It might have been an Onion interview for all, you know. But at that point, you're like, nope, I want this to be... Yeah, it's like, I want this to be the fucking... The, the real world, and I will not fucking... But so, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I reject so, your reality and substitute. Yeah, my exactly, man. Like, I need this to be real because it's wholesome and good. And like, I'm like, oh my god, like that's like fucking yeah. No, uh, -uh we're fixing that. Like, I don't know how long it's gonna take, but I'm fixing that. I don't care if it takes forty years; it's gonna happen. But so, my hero academia, like I said, it's just it's so good. Like, it's fucking it's telling this amazing story. It's got these interesting characters. It's got this fucking universe, and it can draw from so many different corners of this universe. And, like, you know, it's like, well, how's it going to work? Like, oh, shit. Like, I know, like, oh, like, Tomura, like, he's a bad guy. Why is he? Oh, okay. He's, he's, this is why, you know, he's he's got this background. It's fucking Midoriya wants to be a hero. And he's got this fucking quirk that he inherited from fucking All Might. And it's like, All Might, like, what's his fucking place in the story now that he's a retired hero? And it's like, where do these... And then watching them grow into heroes as well. Like, that's something that's always nice. Like, it's fun to read comics. And it's right. fun to read origin stories and see this is where they become. This is that hero moment. This is the moment where this person becomes the hero. And they're giving us that. Like, they've had, like, Midoriya becoming a hero. I felt like he's always been a good, he's always been a hero. Like, from the very beginning of the series, you're like, oh, Midoriya's fucking got that spunk. But when Midoriya fights uh, fucking Muscular in the fucking second season and he saves fucking Coda, that like he's like, fuck no, man, we're not fucking dying here. Like, I'm not dying here and this boy is not dying here. And like, that's the for me, that was his hero. That was when it's like, oh, shit, Midoriya is fucking like he wants to be a hero and he's going to be a hero. But you he's can, you can tell but... he's the fucking hero. And I mean, like the USJ arc is cool. And like the stain fights cool. Like the stain fights really good. And I love the stain fight. Because it's very similar to fucking, um, you know, it, it's he's almost for me. He almost has that, but it's like I don't know, man. Like, there's just something about the stain fight that I'm like, you're just you're right there. You're right on the fucking cusp of it. But fucking when he fight, when he stands up and he fucking just like goes beyond all of his fucking limits and he fights fucking muscular and he saves fucking Coda, I'm like shit, dude. Because like there's no backup. Like it's fucking this big fucking dude who's got this fucking strength quirk that would probably give all might to fucking run for his money. And fucking there's a little kid who just discovered he can like fucking like shoot water pellets at people. And it's like, there's no fucking backup. There's nothing coming. Like that is the fucking, that is that hero moment for him. Right. And then like they just showed uh, Kirishima just had a fucking hero moment in the co a couple episodes ago where he like fucking hardens and he takes on this knife dude who's taking like fucking crazy, like fucking like performance enhancing drugs. That's And that's another thing that's great about this show. They give 
everybody that hero moment. It's it, they build those hero moments with everybody. Yeah, like they don't the, just they don't just focus on Midoriya. Oh yeah, dude. It's like fucking the last episode was this big fight between Sun Eater and fucking like these three dudes, these three thugs. And like I was like, oh shit, is he gonna die? I don't know, man. And then he he gets a fight. He has his fucking moment. It's like. So getting to watch young heroes have this fucking moment is just like, I mean, it's watching an origin story, man. Right. It's, it's watching an origin story instead of reading an origin story. And you're seeing this fucking happen. And you're like, this is fucking brilliant. And it's so fun. And like just seeing the interactions, like the fucking idea, like, oh shit, there's a fucking. So with that being said though, if, if All Might does end up dying and Midoriya can't save it, does he take that dark turn for next season? I don't, I mean, I think it takes a dark turn, obviously in that aspect. Uh, but, but, I, I, but I mean, like, does he does he start to lose a little bit of that hero that he was and go or or does he, you know, because he's going to have a little bit of depression with it and he's he's going to start getting to that. Like, why am I doing this? If All Might couldn't couldn't survive, what chance do I have? Um, All All Might's death would do is serve as an Uncle Ben. Right. It would be an Uncle Ben to Peter Parker. That is that is all it would do. It would solidify. If anything, and I don't think there's that, but I don't think there's anything to solidify for Midoriya. I don't think there's anything Deku needs. Deku doesn't need to be solidified. Right. Like Deku's not letting Deku's not letting that thug get past him already. Right. Like he is already a lawful good character. He doesn't need a fucking Right. So if it's if it's something he can't stop. And does he start thinking I mean, because we've we've read those stories. No, because then he he works to fucking if that's the case, and like if All Might dies, which he's not, uh, My Hero Academia is not currently. It's not that dark anime. Right. It's not killing that character for that reason. Like it's only killed like one or two characters thus far. <laughs> like and so My Hero Academia is not fucking doing that. If it does, I'd I'd fucking shit myself. I'd be surprised. But if it and does I, kill I've never, All Might, I'm, I've still only seen season one. So I'm I'm still behind on on my hero. We'll get you caught up one of these years. Oh, I'm I I plan to get caught up very soon. But if he, if, I mean, we've we've talked about this with other stories, and maybe not on the podcast, maybe not in the in the videos. We've talked about this where heroes all of a sudden can't save the day. They mm -hmm. can't do it, and it changes them. And it cha it changes where they go, and it changes their the direction of their journey. Does All Might's death, if it's if it's a natural death, if it's something Midoriya can't fix, does it change his journey? I don't think it changes his journey. I think all it does, like I said, is it solidifies something or it becomes like a fucking beacon. Right. In that, all right, All Might's gone. I definitely don't have that to rely on, but I will carry that name on. I, it doesn't diminish what he's doing and it doesn't, while it may cast a dark cloud because he's sad because he loves All Might and he loves fucking working with him. That doesn't stop his death would serve no purpose other than to give us a grief period. Like in Naruto, when they kill the fucking third Hokage, it works because, oh shit, it opens up. We need to find a fourth Hokage, uh, fifth Hokage, sorry, because the fourth Hokage dies. Uh, fucking say, stop in the nine sales box. So, like, jump in anime. <laughs> Let's go 20 years ago. Uh, so, when the third Hokage dies fighting Orochimaru, like that death, that purpose of that death. Not only does it, it brings the village, it makes the village sad. It gives characters direction. Some like some points it's like, all right, so these characters are going to go do this now. And this is this. And it fucking, it gives them a reason to, we need to bring Tsunade back to the village. Like she left the village and it gives them a reason to go fucking get the fifth Hokage. Right. And so it's like, I all might's death other than make like, Oh, everyone's real sad. 
I don't think All Might's death serves any other purpose than that. I mean, because because All Might is, like you said, All Might is retired. All Might was the best hero there was. Right. He was the very best. So you you have that that public moment of All Might has passed away. The the person who was All Might has passed away. Well, let me spoil something for you so that you know so you know where I'm coming from, uh-huh. like what I know. All Might's retired. Right. So he fights all for one, and he has to fucking, and he he gives up the last of his strength fighting all for one and stopping him. So as a result, all might everybody knows all might's done. Like it's not like the fucking world's like, oh my god, all might's done. Right. Like they're just like, holy shit, all might's done. Well, and I I knew I knew that when you said he was retired because mm-hmm. in in this show when you're retired you're done. You're, you're, there's not much coming back. So it's like all you might's... might be a teacher, but you're not you're not coming mm-hmm. back. So. All Might being retired, because I know how his powers work, and I know how Deku got his powers. That means All Might is done. So I'm, I, yes. I'm sure there was a public, you know. All well, Might everyone saw the end of the fight, right? So at that point, you hold the the public funeral for All Might to say, or for you know, to, to he is gone, and it does serve as, as nothing more than a grief. But that's all it does. Does it, does it lead in characters? From that that dark darker side to to <clears throat> to come in and start taking over. Well, start. we've already got that plot point though. Like his retirement and the fact that they know All Might's not coming back has already like they mentioned like oh shit, crime's on the rise now. Like All Might keeps crime this like super fucking low, mm-hmm. and so his the announcement of his retirement and the two weeks since have been like oh shit, there is more happening now. So it's like they've already got that plot point. So like you're not gonna you can't get that plot. You're like, oh, you, he's already crime's already on the rise. Right. So killing him off, like I said, it's it it's a needless death. Like there's no, it would just be, it would be death for death's sake. Like there there's no real fucking. I mean, you know, like, oh, crime's on the rise. Oh shit, crime is already on the rise. So it's it's not it's not Batman's parents. It's where there there's a true reason for it to happen. It is just. It would be pointless. Like killing All Might. Honestly, showing that nothing's fucking chained. Like like we're not chained out the fucking to what our futures are. Like there's free will and free will truly exists. And like, we can stop what the fucking future, like there's a dark future and we can stop it. Like Terminator style. Right. Like that's, that's what this will serve. Like, that's the point behind this. Like this character's got foresight and he's like, oh, I see your death. And it's going to be your fucking, what you see is not fucking locked in. You know, that's what that is the fucking, I think that's what's going to be. Okay. Like, it's got to be that I like fucking Sir Night Eye sees All Might's death and he's going to see something like we're going to show that his fucking premonitions and what he sees are is not fucking like it could happen is a, a maybe future, but it's not the it's not the guaranteed future. Right there. They're, the visions he sees have a high probability of happening, but aren't guaranteed. Yeah. So and like that's what we're going to see. And that's something they're going to show. Because like I said, I just I don't see the re- there's no reason to kill a character like All Might. Like you can right. kill some other characters like kill a fucking classmate. I don't know. I don't know who, like, fucking, sorry, fucking Mina or something. I don't know. Like, I, you kill like kill a classmate. That's all I can say. Like, if you do that, like, I think that fucking, then you have some shit that goes, holy shit. Like, that would right. add some grief. That would add some fucking direction. That would change. Maybe somebody quits and they don't want to be a hero. Or maybe some, some of the characters that fuck off a little bit, like, maybe they take it a little bit more serious. Or, like, some of the characters who are super serious lighten up because of that. Like, that would fucking do that. Like, killing off one of the kids would fucking do that. 
But killing off All Might doesn't I, do anything. I just I don't mean, think it does anything. Basically, if you don't kill him off at the retirement, you don't you don't need to kill him. Yeah, like I think killing off fucking Eraser would do more than fucking All Might, honestly. Because like he's their fucking homeroom teacher. He's their main fucking like he's their main instructor. So killing off an eraser head or killing off, I don't know, like maybe a present mic or something like that, I think would have more fucking would be more damaging or more and there would be more story. Right. It would, than it if would you be, kill off a fucking All Might. Right. Because like right now, All Might's got the only thing like killing him off is like, oh, like we're gonna miss you, Yoda. Like there's so much yeah. you could teach me, but you're not there anymore to teach me, so that sucks, and I'm very sad. I think. I don't know, I mean, I could be fucking wrong. Like, I'm not I'm not a fucking writer. <laughs> so there's that, you know. Crap, man, we've been talking for like fucking an hour and 20 minutes, just fucking around for an hour and 20 minutes right. on Banner. Well, that's because we don't have good news right now because our news is like... <laughs> we don't have we... good news. We just don't have news. Right. There's no our... good news. It's all sad. Um, I mean, it's sad. Like some highlights. Uh, Tom Lyle passed away. Right. Uh, he was a Marvel Comics guy. Uh, you might best know him as the Scarlet Spider design. Like that fucking blue hoodie. Uh, sleeveless right, the, hoodie. Yeah. Uh, that was Tom Lyle. Uh, let's see, suspended animation, that's cool, like, there's some ideas on how they might make that work, uh, we'll share a link, I think it was kind of interesting. Right. Uh, Baby Yoda's got some shit coming out, but not a lot. Uh, I saw some of the shit today, it's actually very pop figure-esque, mm-hmm. um, some of the stuff, like, one of the things I saw is him holding the bowl of soup. Yeah, I think, oh, was it like the little figure dudes? Yeah, I yeah. don't think they're coming out till March, though. Are they coming out in time? They, uh, from what I read, they are. Oh, cool. I thought I saw the like, thing least, that was like, they're not coming out till March. At least a couple of them are. At least a couple of them. Yeah, it was like, Hasbro's rushing, rushing some shit, but, uh, like, Favreau didn't get, uh, he didn't, like, put it in for the toy announcers, like, they're like, we want everyone to discover Baby Yoda together. Right. And they didn't want any fucking toy leaks. So that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I, there's been a shitload of news, but like, we just, I don't know, man. We just didn't collect it so well. Right. And we, I mean, like we said, we, we've been off for the last like three weeks not doing this. Yeah. Like I should have. I've been busy doing other shit. So. One, of the, one of the cool things that did pop up, uh, ser- uh, Lock and Key gets a uh, series release date on Netflix. Oh, do they actually have a release date for it? They do. And I'm going to pull it up so that I can, I can find it. But yeah, they, they actually, um, they have a release date for Lock and Key, which is one of my favorite series that I've read. Uh, February seventh, twenty twenty, on Netflix. It'll be a Netflix original. Oh shit! So like they're done shooting. Like that shit's yeah. coming out like two fucking months. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know they were. I didn't know they'd wrap that shit. Uh, I didn't either. And they, this was considered a cursed. Uh, Do we know how far into Lock and Key they're doing? Are they doing like one trade, a couple episodes? Is that, it the entire series? Uh, that I'm not sure. Um, I like I Lock. I read the first two trades of Lock and Key. Mm-hmm. I have not read all of Lock and Key. One day I will. I've got them all. Uh, long story short, Lock and Key takes. Uh, it's like kind of horry. Uh, there's a lot of fucking like Lovecraftian fucking style to it. Uh, I mean, really, there's just like lady in a well, and she's like a demon. Yep. And she kind of gets out. Like that's kind of how the the first season might go. Uh, there's this house, there's keys and doors. I just described it terribly, but watch it, it. You're going to love it. The, the keys all come from like specific metals that when they make these keys, they do amazing things. And it, I mean, the, the books are incredible. Uh, the, the illustrations are really good. There's actually a audio that is how I first fell into it. That's got like 50 different actors uh, reading the reading for this audio. That is uh, just a phenomenal audio. Uh, I like locking key a lot. 
Yeah. Like, I like the first trade a shitload. It's really interesting. And like I said, it's it kind of tweaks on that fucking, like, gothic fucking horror. Like, it feels like something, like, fucking, like, I don't know. It feels like something Stephen King would love. Because it's I, got that, like, New England fucking horror vibe to it at times. It's got that Lovecraftian, which is, was New England uh, right. horror vibe. So, at least from what I'm getting on the, the post that I found, it is... Uh, not specified how how far in and not even how many episodes will be the first season, um, but it's expected to be between the eight and ten, uh, ser- eight and ten episode of the series. All right, so well, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. I'll watch it. Uh, maybe I'll binge it. Who knows? <laughs> after talking about binging, yeah, uh, I probably won't. I think Lock and Key would be a show that, based on how much I'm enjoying Watchmen and I'm enjoying fucking Mando, uh, I don't know if I'll binge Lock and Key. Uh, I think that's going to be one that's it's very heady and it's going to need some time to digest. Yep. So I think I'm gonna. I think that I might, might do be the, like a once a week episode, or I, at least once a day. Ah, uh, once a day probably. I'm not that good. I'm not fucking once a weeker. Like if I have it all available to me, I'm gonna want to watch it. So okay, cool, man. Uh, let's see. I got no more real news. There's a lot of shit, but I don't know what's fucking been announced uh, and confirmed at this point. So I think uh, Marvel got what a alt. Uh, Ult- Ultraman. That's the only that was my thing segue. I where I just wasn't oh. really gonna. Talk. I mean, we could talk. I didn't. Yeah, if you want to talk about it, it's. I mean, that's all I know. Let's go, man. Ultraman. Got, Ultraman. They're they're getting. Are they doing a comic or what are they doing? They are doing a comic. Uh, as far as I can tell, from what I had read, the, the nothing had been released except that they were doing an Ultraman comic. All right. So you know that's kind of cool for for the kaiju people. Yeah, let's bring Ultraman back to the States, I guess. Yep. I didn't know Marvel was doing it. It's kind of a weird comic film to pick up. Are they doing another Marvel imprint, too? Or is it going to be... I'm not sure. It's just, It just basically just said, Ultra, Ultraman's coming to Marvel Comics. Hmm. That's Interesting. Really all all that was in that article. Yeah, I guess we'll see. That's a... I don't know. It's just a weird... Uh, it's a weird thing for them to have. Mm-hmm. As I mean, like, IDW does... Is it IDW that has Godzilla? I believe so. Yeah, so it's weird that fucking Marvel would pick up like Ultraman and shit. You think like, oh, we could cross over and shit, but I don't know, fucking party on, I guess, Marvel. Whatever. I guess we'll see whatever they come up with. Yeah. Uh let's see, we've talked about a whole bunch of shit. We had some discussion. Uh I mean we're in the uh, we're in the holiday season right now, man. You got anything uh anything crazy geeky you got coming up? Uh I mean I've got a ugly sweater party for, for Christmas. Um My family's doing a, a handmade uh, gifts and I know my sister listens to the to our podcast, so I don't want to give too much out. You probably should give that up. Yeah, I'm going. I'll uh, after after the holiday, I will uh, do that one. Um, I mean, mostly it's just it's just having fun for the holiday. Like that's that's really the big thing is just geeky fun for the holiday. Cool, man. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping to start a campaign. Okay. Like uh, we just got Cthulhu Death May Die. I'm hoping that Aaron and I can get some campaign going on that. Uh, get that big Cthulhu statue right there, fucking out. <laughs> that is get a that going. monster of a statue. I know, man. It's like a fucking altar. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that, man. Like geeky wise, like for, for reference, commandos. If you guys haven't seen this, this thing is a good two to two and a half feet tall. Yeah, it's pretty good size. It's like 175. I don't remember like the scale they gave for it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm thinking, uh, like geek wise, I don't know, man, like tradition wise, like we already had Friendsgiving. That's where I hurt my ankle. Right. Um, that's always fun. You play a bunch of board games that night. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know, man, like I don't really have anything crazy. I'm, uh, I'm hoping to get some board games in 
And uh, New Year's, I'm hoping to get some board games in, man. Maybe get a big night of something in. Any specific games? Like board game wise? Yeah. Not really. Anything you want to get to the table that you haven't this year? <sighs> nah, like at the end of the year, I'd love to get Rising Sun to the table by the end, but that ain't happening. And I'd love to get Scythe to the table. I might have a shot at that. Okay. Uh, my next game night, I might be able to get Scythe to the table. But if I don't get it there, I don't think I'm getting it in this year. Uh, and we haven't get we didn't get Twilight in this year, so that's unfortunate. That is. But like, I mean, yeah, you know, it's like just I'm getting ready, man. Like I'm thinking about doing a 10 by 10 where it's like you pick 10 games, try to play 10 times mm-hmm. uh, just to like master. So I'm thinking about doing a 10 by 10 board game wise. Uh, I mean, I'm at the point of the year where I got to I'm going to try to inventory everything and like figure out what the fuck needs to get played and see if we can like schedule some shit to actually happen. Uh, yeah, man, like I'm excited. Like there's uh there's some cool geeky shit I got like, you know, given to people. Uh, Eric doesn't read so, or listen. So it's like we got him a Pokeball, so I'm excited for that. That's, so we'll yeah, see how that goes. That. That's, That's going to be really cool. cool. Um, and you know, it's it's kind of fun, man. Like, I love the holidays. Like, this is a chance to, like, I got Parker some, like, just little shit, man. Uh, you know. I, this is a fun year for. for yeah, like, man. This is a fun too. age for, Park, for you and Park and, and Noel for, for Christmas. I'm very excited. Because I'm excited about the stuff that I got for him. And it may be. It'll be it'll be fun, but he may not be quite ready for it. But we'll see. Yeah, like I mean, like so, like I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of like some geeky traditions I can kind of start with my boy or something like that. Like, and I'm not sure what it'll be yet, so we'll figure it out. I'm excited, man. Like the end of the year is coming, so I'm getting ready for 2020. Um, what I do want to do for 2020 is I want to get our I want to get the YouTube channel up and running a little bit better. Right. Like, so I don't know if it's going to be just one video a week, two videos a week. Like, just getting some stuff out there initially and just getting it back, trying to just maintain it. Like, let's stay, like, triage and stabilize and put out what hopefully you guys want to see content-wise. Like, we've never thought we're going to get rich off of this. We've never thought it's going to hit big. And, like, you know, this is going to be the fucking go-to for anything. But I'm really hoping... We've always thought this is fun for us, and if it's fun for us, it's fun for other people. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I want you guys to listen. I want you guys to enjoy, but I couldn't really fucking care if you're listening. Uh, for me, it's just I like talking and yeah. I like presenting. So we'll see. Like, there's definitely some shit that's gonna happen there, and I'm excited for that. And it's like, so we'll we see, got the man. Book club coming up. Uh, yeah, man. Like, I uh, I got my copy of Bone. I've I got think mine. next episode we're gonna announce how you can win your own copy of Bone. We're gonna have two to give away, so that's gonna be really fun. And yeah, man. So uh, yeah, that's that'll be that'll be our year. So this one became a little more rambly. Uh, I think uh, we're going to have two episodes before the end of the year. So we'll have this weekend where we'll record sometime and uh, or next weekend, I should say. Yeah. And then we'll get one more out by the end of the year. Hopefully. So expect to hear like a year end list coming up soon, guys. Uh, we'll get back to the normal format next week. So that way, if you've got questions, comments, concerns, or there's just things you want to hear about, uh, I promise you we're going to have some definite. Uh, we're going to have some news, banter, discussion. It's going to be all there. A blast. Less than a half. Yeah, man. If you're enjoying the podcast or you got an issue and you want to talk to us about it, uh, let us know at crowandcommandos at gmail.com. Yep. If Uh, you uh, enjoyed this, please give us a five-star rating. It really helps us. It helps other people discover us. If you're not enjoying us, you know what? Tell us what you're not enjoying. Uh, The only way we're going to get better is if you tell us what's going on. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at crowandcommandorooster. You're going to see a whole bunch of shit about my family mostly, but uh, I post all kinds of geeky shit up there too. Follow us on Facebook at uh, Crown Commandos. Um, give us a like, share us. Yeah, definitely, man. And uh, you know, if you're uh, really interested and you want to see me suffer, check out Woo That's Hot <laughs> on uh, YouTube. 
I was on episode four. So I ate a uh, uh, some sort of lemon drop uh, pepper, and it was uh, one of the worst things I've ever done in my life. And uh, with that, we've got a quote, I believe. We do. You want to give it? I will. Uh, quote from Stanley. Uh, there must always be those with the fire of rebellion in their blood. There must always be those who will dare to fight an unbeatable enemy. Only thus can the race of man remain strong and fearless. Yeah, fearless. Excelsior, folks. Excelsior, folks. You guys have a great night. This is Rooster. And Squiggles. Signing out. See ya. Bap, 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 still don't have that background music to end the podcast now. Thank you, Nate, for making our awesome intro song, and great job, Rooster, for jamming out at the end. Y'all have a great week.